0: So here we are at the eighth episode of what i'm thinking is about 27 episodes i'm not perfectly sure i haven't done all the math on this and the last episode was a doozy we hit almost an hour long if you weren't expecting that and i wasn't um and you got through it good for you that there was a bit of a downer <laughs> it's a bit of a rough one hey this sucks here's what's going on here's what you're doing wrong yeah i mean as fun as that can be it's it's a lot uh This is not going to be that we are turning a corner to some extent, actually to a lot of extent. We're not thinking about everything that's wrong. It's time to start thinking about what we can do that's right. We can really start to say, what are the glasses we can put on to see the problem differently to help us identify new solutions and really make an impact? That's what employer brand ends up being right all about. It's not about a big website. It's not about a big budget. Um, I have all sorts of jokes about how much it costs to make a budget or how much it costs to make an employer brand. You've heard them before, I'm sure. But anyway, we're going to get in the fun stuff and that is called employer brand thinking. And that's what we're going to get into today. It's going to be, I think, a short episode, but this is one of those parts where it's key and I want to reinforce it. So there's, this is probably one of the first episodes where I'm going to talk a lot more here than I do in the book, I think, I hope. That's what I'm expecting anyway. So anyway, here we go. Let's get going. Hey everybody, James Ellis here. Um, Full disclosure, the most caffeinated employer brand podcast is now quite a bit less caffeinated. Not uncaffeinated, but quite a bit less. I have switched from four or five cups of coffee a day, and one of you just gasped, and that's appropriate, to one. More of you just gasped. I'm down to one cup of coffee, but it doesn't seem to have affected me too much, which begs a lot of questions I'm not prepared to get into. But just so you know, I'm down to one cup of coffee, and I had it two hours ago. So I think if my science and math is right, and they never are, I'm peaking. (laughs) My caffeine is really kicking in. The other thing I want to note is I have completely missed the fact that we missed our 200th episode like two weeks ago. I missed it, so I forgot to, so yay, 200 episodes of the podcast, the talent talent cast. Yep, I did it. Everybody was wrong, and by everybody, I mean, I don't know, whoever. Anyway, so we're talking today about employer brand thinking. Before we jump right into that, I got to thank RecruitmentMarketing.com for sponsoring this entire season. They are the community of recruitment marketers, employer branders. That's where you want to go to go learn some stuff, uh, to go hang out with peers and learn and, and engage. Just so you know, I be- What day did we pick? Hold on, I gotta pick the date. I think we picked April eleven. That sounds right. April eleven for me to do a Ask Me Anything live. So if you are enjoying the podcast and you have questions, and you certainly might, or you have complaints, and you certainly might. Go join the community. Go sign up for the, the Ask Me Anything. I'll hang out. We'll, I'll happily answer questions as best as I can live um, for just for the community. So just so you know. So go sign up. That'll be an exciting thing. So this whole section, this next couple of episodes, is under a section titled called Employer Brand Thinking. I struggled with the title. And I struggled with this idea because I'm firmly in the belief That employer brand is not a tactic. It's almost not even a strategy. It's a way of looking at the world. It is a way of looking at talent acquisition. Talent acquisition used to be all about how do you bombard people with ads and before that it was all about where do you put that one ad so a thousand people apply and you can feel like you have power when you select that person employer brand thinking is it's almost like the difference between the agricultural world and the industrial world right it's, it's just a change of thinking and that change of thinking leads to so many other thoughts and ideas so the concept that this is a employer brand thinking section reinforces this idea that it's actually you know a philosophy book if you're reading this, if you're reading or listening to this, I guess, now we're doing that, um, this isn't a how-to. You know, go go do this and then check this box and then go pay this person and then go do that and then go get this person to help you with this. There's some of that here, but ultimately, your situation is yours and uniquely yours. And I think you should embrace that it. it is truly uniquely yours. There's a lot of similarities with a lot of other people, but there are parts of it that are uniquely yours. Anybody who comes in and says, Oh, here's the answer. It's seven, you do this, and here's the here's the deck that tells you how to do it, and here's a little ebook that kind of walks you through the steps. They are selling you something purely to sell you something that may or may not solve your problem. I again firmly believe that you in that situation have a much better opportunity to make real powerful change in your organization around your talent acquisition, your talent, your thinking simply by looking at the problem differently. You are going to be able to find solutions that no outside consultant or agency or what have you could bring to the table. Do I hate agencies? No, they have a lot to add. They have a lot of experience. They have a different perspective. But I would suggest start with yourself. And here we go. Employer brand and employer brand thinking is the lever that will change the recruiting and talent world in an industry obsessed with best practice tactics, the coolest tool to plug in, and a focus on filling roles without a any seeming care to long term quality, thinking systemically is heresy, right? It's it, it's wrong. Why should you care if you're gonna if your choice is between someone who's clearly gonna leave in six to twelve months versus someone who might seem a little out of whack or might not see maybe see an unusual candidate but could potentially stay here for five years and change the difference. What do you care as a recruiter? You don't. Your job is to put the butt in the seat. How do I know that? When's the last time you got metrics that says your hire stayed for X number of years? Never? Yeah, there you go. That's how I know. Because you don't know. Because no one ever measures you on this stuff. And if they don't measure it, it doesn't matter to completely turn was that Tom Peters or Drucker or somebody, turn that, you know, the, you measure what matters or what gets measured is what matters. If you're not measuring it, I guess, you know, it doesn't matter. And if you're not measuring tenure, if you're not measuring candidate quality or employee quality or higher quality, then I guess it doesn't matter to you. Probably matters to somebody, but it doesn't matter to recruiting. So like any kind of good heretic, I have a healthy skepticism for doing anything the way it's always been done. That's just how I'm wired. And I think on a lot of levels, it's probably a little how you're wired. And I think once you see this problem the way I see this problem, you will do the same. The last section, you know, we talked about all these problems, made it really clear that no one can really justify, you know, justify funding a broken system the way it is. Asking for more headcount, asking for more budget, simply to kind of slap on a new coat of paint of a thing that's completely screwed is a horrible approach. But it's how people tend to move forward, right? It's easier just to ask for a little more money, stick a body on it, and move forward, than just to say, what the heck are we doing wrong? What could we be doing differently? This whole section is here to provide a roadmap to help you dig up all the old thinking and see the possibilities that are literally right in front of you. And I know from experience, I've walked into companies I've seen engaged with, with with as a consultant, as an in-house person. I've seen companies that the answer is sitting right there in front of them and they don't have the eyes to see it. They're just so focused on the system the way it was, they simply can't see what could be. Later on, we're going to get you know, tactics and tricks and all the fun ideas and hacks you can use like right off the shelf. But right here, right now, you're going to have to change the way you see what's in front of you. That is where the hard work of being an employer brander truly lives. Your job is to change your way of thinking. Really good employer branders, they are really good at perpetually changing the way they see their world. They're always asking questions. They're always wondering what if. They're always saying, why do we do it that way? You're always asking, how do you see that world? Why, why does that recruiter do things that way? That makes no sense to me. Here's an example. I'm giving graphics and social media posts and content for specific jobs. And this is content that, I don't know, you could, as a recruiter, post on LinkedIn and get more traffic than that. Hey, we're hiring. Which, by the way, please, for the love of all that is holy, stop it. Oh, my goodness. Don't do it. I have data that says it's a horrible choice. And yet everyone continues to do it. Whatever. Screams the only sane man in an insane universe. I have this magic thing for recruiters. Heck, they can pass it to their hiring managers and have them share this stuff. And I'm giving it away for free. And it seems like it's laying there and recruiters don't know how to pick it up. Why? Because they're stupid? No, it's because it's not how they see the world. Great employer branding is about being incredibly flexible with your thinking about saying, whoa, if that's true, then how do we approach this? Because when you change your mindset and your perspective, there is a serious period of adjustment. And I think of it like a plane taking off, right? You get that smooth takeoff, and it's really easy, and you bank as you turn to get your direction and your bearing where you're supposed to go, and you get to see all the buildings down there, and that's really nice. But then what was smooth gets really turbulent as you hit the cloud layer, because the air above the clouds and the air temperature below the clouds is different. The air temperature generally below the clouds is much, much, much warmer, and the air temperature above the clouds is much colder, right? Because it's by space, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> there's less atmosphere, there's less stuff, and it's reflecting this, the, the, the the light away and all the heat, that's, right? The temperatures are different. And as you go through that layer, the plane kind of bumps, and you feel like, oh, wow, here we go. But there's a moment right after you clear the clouds, it's clear. It's clear sky and smooth flying. It's easy peasy. All you got to do in this job is kind of trust that a steady hand on the yoke is going to get you from where you are to a place where you're really gonna make an impact, all right? Fasten your seat belts, all flight attendants to their seats. Here we go. Chapter three, definitions and justifications. Wait, don't go anywhere. <laughs> the least sexy title I could think of, I guess, but except it isn't. So here we are defining employer brand, what it is and what it is not. By my measure, if someone doesn't think employer brand matters these days, it, the primary reason is because they really don't know what it is. There's so many, like I started my whole newsletter two coming on three years ago, something like that. No, it's a little more than two years ago, but not quite three because Harvard Business Review did this huge kind of hit piece on employer branding. And as I'm reading this article and going, well, first off. What he thinks employer brand is is wrong. So, yeah, he built himself. I think it was a he and I don't remember who it is and I'm not going to dig it up and I'm not going to give this person press because it was a crap article. He built a straw man and then beat it up because it couldn't defend itself. And I thought that was horrible. And I literally, that was the spark that started my, my newsletter to say, how do I comment on this article that is so clearly going to damage our industry because everybody's boss is about to read this thing and have no way of saying, yeah, that seems wrong. Wait, hold on. What is, how do you see the employer brand? Employer brand is still so, so, so new compared to recruiting. So new. We think we've been doing this for years. I've been doing this for eight years now, and I feel like an old man doing it, maybe possibly for other reasons, but to industry, to business, it is still so new. Yeah, I'm seeing startups having employer brand roles listed for companies that are 100 people or 200 people, and that's mind-boggling to me, right? I thought you had to be a massive company to have that. Companies still want employer brand, but they still haven't kind of grokked, what is this thing? And everybody has a different definition it really sucks so what we have to do is nail things down employer brand is still very much a broad vague and amorphous idea to so many people in recruiting and business And i think the part that where recruiters don't know what it is is the part that hurts and breaks my heart the most and because no one really knows what this thing is because no one really gets it and no one really can define it very well it's easy to dismiss it's easy to kind of say ah It's just a bunch of ads. Whoa, 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 that's that's different. That's a whole different thing. Recruitment marketing, employer brand related, not the same, right? It doesn't help that there are hundreds, if not thousands of companies who label label their offering as an employer brand solution, suggesting that theirs is some sort of one-stop shopping for implementing an effective employer brand strategy, because it's not. You cannot buy an employer brand strategy. You can't. It's not a piece of software. It's not a tool. It's not a platform. You want a new website? Congratulations. You want a new website that will potentially help your employer brand. But to say I got a new website, so therefore I fixed my employer brand is so off base. I don't have enough time to explain how many different ways you're wrong. Here's the problem. You put 10 employer brand professionals in a room and you're going to get 11 different answers of what, what, how you would define employer brand. It, everybody has a different definition. That is slowly becoming not the case, but it's still the case enough that I got to talk about it. So some see employer branding as some sort of marketing ideas applied to recruiting. Okay, that's not invalid. I think there's another way to doing that. Some people see it as a, a means to extend recruiting into something more cerebral. Okay, maybe some people just see it as Hey, we uh, we have a pretty website. Hey, we have we wrote better job posting. Hey, we uh, we put some ads out there. Hey, we got to put money against a review or reputation site. And occasionally they actually answer our phone calls. And okay, we're calling employer brand. And they're all sort of wrong. These 10 people who are you ask what employer brand is, they're all going to have 10 different ways of seeing, describing, even understanding what employer brand is. And here's the trick. A brand, not just an employer brand, a brand isn't a thing. You can't touch a brand. You can't buy a brand. You can't give a brand to your uncle. You can't do anything with a brand because a brand is an abstract concept. (laughs) We're going to hold on that one because that takes a minute to swallow. A brand isn't a thing. It's an abstract concept. If you think of brand in the same way that you think of the word happiness, I cannot give you happiness. I cannot buy happiness. I cannot give my uncle happiness. Your brand works the same way. Why? Because a brand exists in somebody else's brain. And I, no matter how thin my fingers get, cannot stick my fingers in your brain and make you feel or think a thing. That's just not how things work. There's a company somewhere that refers to its marketing team as the Department of Mind Control, and I love that. And I think it speaks so much to this idea that what branding is is a very cerebral idea. It's about how do I get you to change your perception of things, but (laughs) you can't buy it. It's not a thing. And then when you add the word employer to the front of the word brand, it gets even more complicated. It's no wonder recruiters don't get it because we haven't done a great job defining what it is. It's partly because the concept of an employer brand has grown exponentially in the last few years without any kind of frameworks to build on. We all ended up taking our cobbled together ideas and models and called an employer brand just enough to get the ball rolling, right? (laughs) I'm boggled by how many employer brand people don't know what the quote unquote four P's of marketing are. If you're in branding and you think it's about marketing, shouldn't you know, like literally day two knowledge of what brand marketing is? Price, product, right? That stuff, the the four P's, how you differentiate what you're selling. Most employer branders never went to marketing school. They do not have marketing degrees. They do not have MBAs. Oh, even if they came from marketing, they came from a do-it-yourself marketing. And by the way, that's how I came in. I didn't go to marketing school. I have a poli-sci degree. You're welcome. Don't worry, my minors are in studio art and speech communication. All of which incredibly valuable and useful in this uh, modern workforce welcome change agents to your go-to place for stories that ignite your spirit fuel your purpose and connect us all we believe in the incredible power of the human spirit its boundless resilience and the inspiration it brings to our lives on the driving change podcast we'll journey together through the extraordinary yet very relatable experiences of some of the most amazing people on earth our mission that through these stories we might just spark change within you and awaken a newfound motivation to harness your unique gifts to make a real difference in the world so get ready to be inspired and join us on this incredible adventure You can find the Driving Change podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio or wherever you love listening to your favorite podcasts. No, these people that we didn't come from marketing for the most part, the handful that do are still so focused in the old way of doing marketing, i.e. the four P's that they don't know how to kind of translate it to this new world. Right, We don't have any good foundation. We don't have any frameworks. There's no Even places that offer classes and structure around it, what they're really just trying to do is say, look, it's a really simple idea about how to get people to want to apply for you. And I'm like, yeah, that's sort of true. And it makes my head spin a little bit because it's not right enough. Not for professionals, right? In the same way that a surgeon knows the differences between each of those 4,000 tools next to them that they're asking for, we got to know... To a very fine point, the differences between the words and the terms and the frameworks and the way we approach things. Why? Because regular marketing, non-employer brand marketing, people who work in agencies, people who run major marketing functions, they know all that stuff because that's how you think about marketing. We can change that and we can adjust it to suit, but we still have to have that foundational thought. So let's fix a little bit of this now let's really start to nail down what a definition is now i will say i have the definition but i think there's actually more to the definition that i have kind of come to think about since writing this what isn't an employer brand let's start there it's not rating sites it's not recruitment marketing it's not a website or portal it doesn't live on facebook even if you work at facebook it isn't a video it isn't your ats it isn't your crm it isn't your content marketing strategy None of those things, Not, not in, certainly not individually. Just like a hammer, a screwdriver, and a saw aren't carpentry, these things are tools that professionals use to shape, to direct, to promote, to activate, to amplify a company's employer brand, which, as we remember, doesn't exist. It's in other people's heads. They're just tools. They're just tools. They're ways we manipulate something, and we can use tools well. We can use tools p- poorly. I can take a hammer and smack my hand. Does that make my hand a nail? No. Did I do carpentry right? No. Do I know anything about carpentry despite the fact that I took a a hammer and used it? No. And frankly, I hate to say it, I see a lot of people treating employer brand that way. I bought these tools. I did what the company said to do to use them. I guess I'm done. You're like, I think you just hit your hand with a hammer. But don't let the fact that it's easier for people to sell you a hammer than it is to conceptualize carpentry get in the way of how you perceive your job. Here is my personal definition, which, by the way, isn't really completely mine. There's a lot of stuff at work here. And frankly, I'm stealing from huge, huge people. I'm going to point to uh, Richard Mosley mostly for helping me kind of refine this. And frankly, his ideas are in this part so much more than, than anybody else's right now. Here's how I define employer brand. It's the employer brand is the perception that lives in an individual's mind about what it might be like to work for you. That perception can come from all sorts of touch points and we'll get into that. But a brand is the perception that lives in in a person's mind, not yours, in somebody else's mind about what it must be like to work for you. That's the working definition for me and for the book. Employer branding answers the questions, why would I want to work for you? Well, the answer is, because this is what it's like to work for me. Simple as that. I mean, <laughs> if that kind of made you go, whoa, 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 say that again, I will. Employer branding answers the questions, why would I work for you? And the answer is, you would want to work for us because this is what it's like to work for us. That's an employer brand. Remember, employer brand is a perception that lives in an individual's mind about what it must be like to work for you. It answers that question. This means an employer brand isn't something you or a vendor can own or control. It's in somebody else's head. It isn't a function of your org chart. It's in somebody else's head. It's in how an individual perceives you as an employer based on all sorts of inputs and all sorts of experiences and all sorts of touch points. And all gets digested into their brain, not yours. And they go, "Oh, based on the following information that I've accrued over the last either five minutes or five years, I think it must be like X to work there." That's the employer brand. The employer brand begs people to say, "Would you choose us?" Not, "Are we the best?" And I, oh, I loathe, I loathe the whole, "We're the best place to work" or "We're the great place to work." I hate hate so much of that stuff because it's all about being the best as if as if the place you want to work and quality of workplace and quality of, of work experience is some sort of linear idea. There's good and there's bad and there's a line and everybody lines up. And we've talked about this. It's not great places to... Every company is a great place for somebody. There is a lid for every pot. The post office is a great place to work for somebody. Not me, but I'm only one person. There are plenty of other people who are so not like me but are great at what they do and they look at the post office like a dream job. Same for Goldman Sachs, same for Facebook, same for Uber, same for, same for, same for, there are so many, there's literally 50 million companies in this world. One of them is going to be the best place for me to work. And statistically, it ain't going to be Google. Just saying, Google's Sure, Google's a big company. Sure, it's growing like crazy. Sure, it's generalist. It is the number one most attractive place to work by 12-year-olds who think they know things. But that doesn't mean it's the best place for everybody, does it? No, just ask anyone who worked at Google previously. Simple as that, okay? All right, okay. Sorry, tiny little rant in the middle of my own book. Here we go. So as you can't get into someone's mind, An investment in employer brand doesn't dictate what the company stands for as much as how you influence people to consider this new information, the new stories, the new facts about the company to shift the perception. If my employer brand is that I can dunk on LeBron James while holding a donut in the other hand and I say that enough times, how many people are going to believe it having ever seen me? Probably negative numbers. I mean, maybe the donut part makes sense, but negative numbered people will go, yeah, that's a, James Ellis. He's that guy who can dunk on LeBron while holding a donut. Yeah, that's amazing. I, yeah, I've heard he's amazing at this. It's not so much what I say, it's what people absorb, which means what the brand is, as is much about what I do and say as it is what they already think. It's a merger of information. And when you understand what people think about you and know about you and see about you and have already absorbed about you, you can design better tactics and thinking to influence what they're thinking, right? It's all about shifting their perception. It's like a bird building a nest. An individual will build their understanding of the brand from what's around them. A bird's nest, a bird's nest of an idea anyway, will feature Heavily later. I mean, I, I get really deep into the ne- the metaphor. It's a lot of fun, but for now, just see branding as as being created by a t- million tiny choices around experiences and information, uh, uh, touch points of, of of inputs that already exist, and more are being created every day. Now realize that that's how much work goes into building a single nest. How much work goes into building thousands and thousands and thousands of ideas in the minds of your thousands and thousands of candidates. Yeah, it's hard work, but that's cool. We're having fun. Employer branding is 100% tech stack and industry agnostic. It doesn't require a budget. It doesn't require a tech stack. It doesn't require a tool set. Honestly, a budget gives you access to tools that you wouldn't normally be able to use, but they're just tools. Just, you you can have a $5 hammer. You can have a $50 hammer, or you can go find a rock done properly. You can drive a nail with all three of them. Maybe at slightly different speeds, maybe in slightly different manners. But if the goal is to drive the nail, you can use anything. You can use a screwdriver. It will take longer, but you can. The tool doesn't, isn't your employer brand. You can use any tool you want. You can use all the tools. You can use none of the tools. It can live in any number of departments. It can live across departments. And frankly, for my money, it lives in all departments because everybody impacts the employer brand. Every single thing a company does, whether it's the customer service or the CEO or the line staff or the middle manager, the thing they do impacts the employer brand. So therefore, employer brand lives everywhere. It can be all these things because it isn't a tool or tactic. It's a strategy and way of thinking. It's a strategy around influencing others to think positively about you. And if I was rewriting that, I'd change the word positively to differently, intentionally about working for you. I mean, the way I wrote this, it says it's a strategy of inf- to influencing others to think positive about working for you. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm walking a line here. I, I would rewrite that sentence. It's about helping people understand what it's really like to work there and who would think that's a good thing. And if you do that well, the people who go, yeah, that does sound like me and yeah, I would like that, they will line up to talk to you. And people who don't want that, they go away and that's fine because you didn't need to talk to them anyway. They were never going to be happy at your company anyway. I mean, yeah, it's all an oversimplification of what you'll do, but that's a good guideline of how much work it takes to do employer branding right. Okay, I thought this was going to be a short one. It really wasn't. Um, well, it wasn't the hour-long one it was last time. I want to take a moment just to kind of tack one more idea on, if you're hanging out with me. The the idea of what employer branding is is useful because it helps explain to your execs and your leaders and people who need to know this stuff and the business, right? Again, the <laughs> those of you who are old enough to remember the actual Leave it to Beaver, um uh, uh who's the guy the eddie haskell eddie haskell was the was the older brother's friend who was kind of smarmy and was always lying um he was always he always had an angle that old eddie haskell and um he always referred to you know somebody was teasing somebody or bugging somebody he was always like yeah they're giving him the business i always think of that every time i hear well the business thinks this I'm like oh eddie haskell's back anyway a little clue on how weird my brain is and how much tv i watched as a child the answer is quite a bit thank you for asking the definition is useful. it's helpful. It creates some, some focus around what we're doing and what we should be doing. The thing with employer brand is you literally will be asked to do everything. You want to do events, you're going to get events, you want to do some ads, you're going to get some ads. you want to do some Facebook, you're going to do some social. you want to do some LinkedIn videos, you're going to do something like How about LinkedIn live? How about LinkedIn Live? audio? How about clubhouse? How about how about how about how about How about, how about and you're going to explode. Everything can be a tactic. Everything can be a channel. And that recruiter really likes Clubhouse and they're going to campaign for it. They're going to campaign that you help them do it. That recruiter, they do this weird thing where they play video games on Twitch and talk about jobs with people who play play video games with, which is both weird and supremely inspired. Let's be fair. That's a great tactic. I love that. But... They're going to ask you for help and you are one single human being and you can't know all that stuff and handle all that stuff and project manage all that stuff. And Oh, by the way, you're building a new website and building a new brand and building new videos and building new content and, 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 and head explodes again. It's all that stuff. So the next step beyond the definition of what employer brand is, is to ask what it's for. And we've talked about this before in previous episodes outside the book, but I want to tuck this into the book because I think it's incredibly important if we know what the employer brand definition is, the question has to be to what is it for? What are we doing this for? And the answer can't be to make it easier to hire. That's no, that's again, industrial revolution thinking, old school thinking. How many bodies can I get to apply for a thing? Wrong. The question around employer branding is what is it for? It's to create desire for your company, your job, your offerings to the people who want what you offer. It's its a tiny little weird mathematical formula. If you take this thing you have and you put it in front of people who want that thing you have, you create desire. And that's actually what employer brand is. Take it apart for a second. It's not about we're the best. It's not about we're the coolest. If maybe you are and good for you. And maybe that's going to appeal to a certain person. That's fine. But it's about this is what it's like to work here. And there's a small audience, not a big one, because let's be fair, almost 8 billion people in this world coming on in the next couple of years. So even if 0.0000001% of the people want what you have to offer, you still have more applications than your tiny little ATS can handle. If you say crystal clearly what you have to offer and why someone would want that, the people who will want that, when they see it, they create desire. They will want that They won't just want it, they will want that thing in the way that some people want Taylor Swift tickets or some people want to know what the hell Kanye is doing or people want that thing, right? Whatever that thing is today. I don't know, everybody's got it. There's always a new thing, right? People will want that thing. That is what employer brand is for. To tell our story crystal clearly, to get a sense of this is what we're about in a credible, authentic, real, validatable, believable, all sorts of words here we can add here, to tell that story so that the people who, having heard that story, want to work there, hear that story. So it's about what's the message? How do you get that message in front of them? Basic marketing stuff. To an audience who wants to hear that, audience selection, again, basic marketing stuff, that creates desire and that's your Goal. you're there to create desire not amongst the world not for everybody my mom will not desire working for you no matter how great you sound she doesn't want to work there trust me you're here to create desire amongst the people who will desire you it's just kind of recursionistic i don't know i can't find it um that's a word <laughs> maybe it's meta i don't know i'm a little confused anyway that's what employer brand is for. So as you argue over what the definition is and what the and with your leadership and what you're trying to do, keep in mind what you're doing it for. You're there to create desire for the thing you offer amongst people who want that thing you offer. Simple as that. So with that, I'm going to close this episode. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks so much for recruitmentmarketing.com for sponsoring this whole season. I really appreciate all the help on this one. If you have any questions, Find me, call me, subscribe to my newsletter. It's only the number one employer brand newsletter in the known universe, as far as I can tell. I haven't checked all the stars, but I admit. Uh, But as far as I can tell, we're the biggest. That's all we do is talk about employer brand. Go to employerbrand.news, go to substack.com. I'm sorry, substack, or no, it's employerbrandheadlines.substack.com, something like that. Anyway, employerbrand.news is where you go. Otherwise, thanks so much for listening. I will see you next week. Bye.